Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm going to chat a little bit more about my own personal evolution and um, you know, kind of deep diving into what my journey has looked like throughout the years. So I wanted to share a little bit more about myself and kind of my you know, starting point and how I am at where I'm at right now, because I think so many times we listen to podcasts and we don't always know the host's full journey or how they got started. And for me, I really wanted to share because the Kobe Bryant um, accident and tragedy, like that, that really got me. That really got me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I grew up, my, my identity growing up was a basketball player. Like that was my identity. Kobe Bryant was our Michael Jordan. You know, I was a little bit too young to really fully um, appreciate Michael Jordan in his prime. And LeBron is my age. And so I've, you know, grown up with LeBron. But Kobe was the guy you always aspired to be. And as a Timberwolves fan um, and KG fan in particular, he kept us out of the finals so many times. And I wanted to chat about this because his legacy and what he is, um, what he's done for his life and what he was doing for women's sports and uh, women's basketball in particular, it really has touched me. And it's really helped me kind of reawaken to my own evolution of what I want from this life. And I think sometimes we have to go back to the beginning of our story to really appreciate how far we've come and to see maybe where we want to go. You know, sometimes we do have to go back to the beginning and say, huh, where, where did this all start from? So for me, um, you know, I was a basketball player through and through. Like I um, was starting um, as my sophomore in high school on our varsity team. And um, I started lifting weights at 16. So I would go into school at six, I'd wake up at 6 a.m., get to school by 6.30, and I would lift weights Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the women's only weight room um, because we, I don't know why, we got like some discarded weights from the boys' weight room. And um, the gal who was supposed to be watching us, she was the janitor. And so she said, hey, you know, they called me Dre and they're like, hey, Dre, uh, I can't, you know, I can't be in there with you gals because I'm, you know, doing work, but maybe you can just make sure you guys are safe. And so I made one of my teammates come and it was just us two. And we would come and lift weights before school. And my friend said, if I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. to come to school and lift weights with you, you better have a plan. And so that's kind of where my training actually originated from. Like I said, okay, I got this. And I started ripping out pages from magazines. I would talk to the guys in, you know, what they were doing in the guys' weight room and compare notes and say, okay, what would basketball players, how do they need to train? And I would develop programs for us. And then after I was done lifting or after we were both done lifting, she would go um, hang out with her boyfriend and I would take my basketball and I would go in the gym and I would play. I would shoot hoops. I'd practice my post moves, um, practice my jump shot. I would sometimes run sprints. Um, occasionally guys would come in there who played on the men's team or the boys team. And they, it was great because I got to play one-on-one -on -one against them, which really helped because they're, you know, a lot of them were bigger and stronger um, than I was. And so I got to really, you know, really develop my skills because I'm going against players that I might not go against, uh, you know, a girl that's quite as strong as some of the boys were. So that really helped me. And, um, you know, fast forward, I did, I won all the awards, you know, I think that you could win and i very fortunate in that, but I put in the hours, I put in the work I was there, you know, no one else was there. No one told me to be there. My coach didn't even know I was going three times a week to do this, you know, to lift weights and to come into the gym until I, I don't know, someone must've told him. And he said, you're, you go in early, even on game days. And I said, yeah, I lift weights on game days. I had no idea. You know, he told me, I think it was my senior year. And he goes, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. I go, coach, I've been doing it the last two years. And he's like, huh, well, I guess it hasn't affected you. Just 
keep doing what you're doing then, you know? And that's, that was kind of my mentality. Like it was just, I'm, I'm, a, I push, I go in the off season. I was part of the 10,000 shot club. I would get up shots and I would play and I would run sprints up and down our sidewalks. Um, if you read comments, my brothers all made comments about, um, my aunt made this amazing scrapbook for me when I graduated high school. And they all commented about my work ethic basically around basketball. And they all remember just a, hearing a basketball dribble up and down the sidewalk, up and down the sidewalk. I was doing thousands of crunches watching Timberwolves games. So I'd sit in front of our TV and just do a ton of different core exercises. Um, and that was just, that was what I did. You know, it was me trying to be a better a better athlete, a better basketball player. And, um, I went on to play in college and I remember the last game in high school that we lost, we lost in double overtime. And, um, the next day I came into school early. Like my mom was like, you don't need to go into school. Cause we got home late from the game and, you know, it was heartbreaking loss. We were hoping to go on to state and came up short. And I, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going into school. I'm going to go lift weights and do my routine. And I did. And I remember my, um, high school boyfriend at the time was like, Oh, I can't believe you came in. I'm like, I know I'm done with my high school phase of life and I'm moving on to college and I am playing college ball. So I'm getting ready for that phase now. You know, these women um, are going to be faster, stronger, you know, than I am and I got to keep up. And so that was kind of my mentality. I went on then to college and I played three sports in college. I played basketball, soccer, and tennis. Um, I had never played soccer before until college. I... <laughs> I um, got asked by our soccer coach or our tennis coach, who was the head men's soccer coach at the time. He said, Hey, um, Dre, can you play uh, backup goalie for the girls team? They just need someone. So I said, sure. So I tried out and they said, great. They're like, you'll never have to play, but just in case. So a week before the season starts, um, the coach sits me down. And he says, oh, Dre, we got a problem. Betsy can't get cleared by the doctors. She was their starting goalie. Um, her wrists are too bad. I didn't recruit anyone else. You're our only goalie this season. We have a week before our first game. So I was kind of thrown into the heat of that. And I was our only goalie my whole junior year. I played every single minute. Um, and we actually did quite well. Like I, I'm in the record books, ironically, um, for being a goalie. Uh, so that's weird. Um, and that was kind of my college life. Like I would go to three practices a day that year. And then it was fun until it wasn't. Um, my junior year, I, our coach, um, kind of got on a little power trip and she lost a couple of the starters, two of the starters transferred. And, um, you know, I was also a starter and she was playing kind of this mind games and head games with me because she knew I was friends with the other two and I wasn't having it. I was starting to hate the game, started hating going to practice. And I just, I told her, I walked into the walked into her office and I quit. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm playing two other sports at the time. You know, I'm, I don't need this. I don't need this headspace from you. I don't need this, um, psychology games. And I had already talked to the tennis coach and I said, Hey, look, I'm looking to move up into the lineup, um, higher than I was already playing. Cause I'm going to be full-time in and tennis is going to be my, my sport now. And, um, he was all for it and understood and couldn't believe, you know, like he, I was just telling him some of this stuff and he was like, I can't believe that. And that was, that was that I walked away from the game I loved. And I think that was my very first evolution without even realizing it. Uh, I was kind of in a, who am I? I was definitely in a, who am I now without the game of basketball? And, um, I, I discovered, um, Leonardo da Vinci's how to think like Leonardo da Vinci and, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer's change. Is it change your thoughts, change your life? I'm pretty sure that's it. I discovered those two books and 
they helped me immensely. Like that was my first self-development realization. Like before self-development was cool. Like I was in college walking down the aisles, kind of quickly grabbing any books that looked somewhat interesting to me and then just checking them out because I was too embarrassed to like be wandering in the aisles. And that really helped me. I think me going through that shift and through that identity at that young of an age helped me transition and leave behind kind of the sport of basketball. And I still, I still love basketball. I coached basketball for 10 years after that. And, um, I'm married to a guy who coaches basketball. And, uh, so it's definitely in my blood still. I still enjoy getting out there and shooting, even though I haven't done it in a long time. Um, that's something that, that will never leave me that love for the game. I love watching the NBA. Uh, I'm an NBA person over NCAA. I don't know why I love, I just always have loved the NBA and versus college. And that's, that's my passion. So that first evolution and that first shift helped push me. And so as I'm studying in, you know, in college, I didn't know what I wanted to be. What do I want to do after college? So I was like, oh, maybe I'll do physical therapy. And so at the time that school was super hard to get into. My, um, my advisor basically said, you don't have a high enough GPA. He's like, I can't even get in doctors into physical therapy school right now. Now this would have been, you know, what, 2007 around there. So I said, okay, well, gosh, what else can I do with an exercise science degree and psychology degree? I was a double major and a double minor in coaching and religion. So I kind of had exactly what I love still to this day. I studied in college. So somehow I think that shift in me, that self-development shift that I had to go through helped push me every, I studied everything that I still love. Um, and I think that helped. So I decided, okay, well, I guess I'll be a personal trainer. So I got my, I started studying for my personal training certific certification. Um, and I took the class, I took that test right after I graduated college. And then I went to San Diego and I lived there for a summer. I worked at a fitness camp for uh, kids that this camp would, is no longer in existence, nor is it something I'll share on a different podcast all about this camp. It was definitely an experience um, that one should not necessarily have if you were a child. We'll just say that. So from there, I got back from San Diego from the summer and um, I worked at a gym. And I remember the first time I had a client, I had no idea what I was doing. And after training her, I came over to the trainer's booths and I found the one nice looking female trainer because the men were all intimidating to me, but there was one nice um, gal. And I said, Sherry, I have no idea what I'm doing. How do I write a session? And she took me under her wing and um, taught me how to train and how to, you know, properly write programs. And I'm so grateful for her. And, you know, that was now 13 years ago. So I always, um, I always try to, you know, pay back to any trainers who are like, I don't know exactly know what I'm doing because you don't like you take a test and you don't actually know how to write a program per se. They don't really teach you how to write a good program and how people are used to being trained and, um, what that might look like. So that was my, my first thing. And you know, my, my, I did that gosh for two years, I think. And then I decided, you know what? I need a real job because all my friends, nobody was off when I was off, which was like the noon to four hours, you know, between noon and four, that's a trainer hour. That's when you tend to be free. You worked morning and evening shifts. And I was like, I want a real job so I can hang out with my friends again. So I decided to study to become a teacher. So I subbed for a year and then I got a job at that school and I taught sixth grade for a year. Um, 
and I liked it. I mean, I do like teaching, but my passion was training. You know, even the kids knew that, like the kids would ask me for exercises. These sixth grade kids were. And so I decided, you know what? Um, I had an opportunity to leave after that year and, um, train and be the head, um, training director for a soccer academy, ironically. So soccer kind of entered my life again. And um, I took it because I was also starting my own business at the time called Sapphire Training. And I had told the um, head guy and I said, hey, just so you know, I'm starting my own business. Uh, Is that okay? He okayed it. And off we went. Well, I ended up growing my Sapphire Training business so fast and so um, predominantly, I guess, so well uh, that I was working a ton and ended up throwing up every Friday at the soccer academy. I was so sick, so exhausted. I had run myself weary. And so he basically called me into the office and he said, Hey, look, Dre, something's got to give like either you're with your business or you're with us. Like it's, you can't do both anymore. He also wanted to buy out Sapphire training and have me on the staff full time. But I, thankfully I, I did say no. Um, I don't think his business is, uh, exists anymore. Um, so that was a great choice on my my part looking back. Um, and that's kind of where it started. You know, I got to train some D I've trained D one soccer athletes. Um, I have trained some Olympic athletes during pregnancy. Uh, and then five years ago I added Ayurveda and yoga into my repertoire. And, you know, during pregnancy is actually when I added both of those, I took my yoga teacher training, my 230 hour, um, training during, while I was pregnant with my son, And then Ayurveda, I started learning about that when I was pregnant as well. And then I totally, you know, deep dove into it through many different um, programs after. And so that's kind of where I'm at today. Like I have, I have all of these different facets of myself, but when I look at, you know, where I've been and where I'm going, like, who knows? Like I always, am like, I don't know where I'm going per se, but basketball, being an athlete, you know, fitness, wellness, I feel like sometimes I try to shove that away from who I am at my core but that is who I am at my core. You know, looking back, like the threads of being an athlete, the threads of getting up before school starting to go and lift weights, to do crunches and do all of your core work while you're watching basketball in the evening. Like it's all threaded into who I am, you know, like that is at my, at my essence, you know, I've added some other pieces because I think it's important to rest as well. But for me, working hard and having that fire and that energy and reawakening my passion to training, um, that's something that I'm really looking to explore this year and adding more because I call myself kind of the holistic personal trainer because you're not just getting your general, I think, personal training advice with me. I'm going to be giving you from an Ayurvedic lens, a yoga lens, um, as well as training, like some of this stuff that I learned in Ayurveda school doesn't necessarily always mesh up to what I know from Western science and my fitness realm. And so I kind of funnel it through. I try it on myself first, usually, and then I see what works and I try it on some clients and what, what do I see is working? What isn't? And that's how I kind of experiment and find my own method, I guess. So that's where I'm at. I train primarily. If you're wondering like, well, how the heck do you make money? Well, I've been running my business now for eight years and I train in person. You know, I have about 20, 25 clients that I train in person and I have some online clients as well. And I do primarily one-on-one, you know, one-on-one work. Um, I have a couple classes that I teach a week at a country club. So I teach a hit class there and a yoga class, um, you know, twice a week, both of those. And that's what I do. That's what I love. You know, I do run some online group coaching programs and I really love in-person energy. 
I'm an in-person gal. I run some, I run new moon circles as well because I love again, being in person. Um, and I do want to run a retreat this year because I do again, want to be in the room with people. And I think that's when the biggest transformation can really happen is when you can see and you can feel that, um, that energy and that presence of someone who cares about you, um, and can help hold you accountable to reaching your goals and really, um, and maybe that's the psychology study in me, but really kind of see through, okay, like you might say something or you might type something online or write an email to me. I can't always read between the lines because during an email you can maybe, but when you see someone in person and they say it to you, but maybe their eyes or their face say a different story, like that's the little things that I can pick up on. And that's the stuff that I really like. Like you might say it, but your body is telling me something else. And that's how I, I think that is from 13 years of training of just watching people's bodies work and being a coach, you know, for 10 years. And I co actually in my story, I didn't even say it, but I did, I was assistant um, college tennis coach for my, um, where I graduated college from. So I was there for three years coaching college tennis as well. Um, so there's just many facets that I've been on and journey. And I think that it's so nice to take pause. So maybe if you haven't taken pause and looked back and reflected on where your evolution has come from, you know, usually we have so many more twists and turns that we didn't always see. So if I'm going to give you a challenge, that would be my challenge this week is to look back and reflect on where you've come from, where you've been, and that might help you decide where you want to go. All right. Thank you all so much, you know, for listening to me and listening to the ramblings. I hope you got something out of it, or at least maybe know a little bit more about my background and my story. Um, and if you have any questions, like I, I, I just loosely went over it. I didn't fill in all of the blanks. Um, cause of course there's many different twists and turns in there too, but that's kind of loosely, um, you know, where I'm at. So thank you. Thank you all for listening and go out there and spread your peaceful power.